All right, everybody, thank you for jumping on our Jumpstart podcast. I got my man Jonah Lewis, who is absolutely smashing it, you know, helped over 700 families in 2022, already off to a torrid start in 2023, and just, you know, model a consistency, mindset, approach to doing the things that it takes to be successful, um, kind of morphing the trajectory of his family at a very young age. And I appreciate what you're doing out there, Jonah. I'm happy to have you on today. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, my guy. Well, uh, you know, I mean, you're killing it, you know, straight up. And I, I want you to kind of go through some of the things that you're doing to be successful. Uh, but for those that don't know you uh, or being introduced to you, can you give them a little backdrop of you know, where you're coming from and uh, how you uh, made your way to Family First Life? Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in a small town in South Dakota, out in the country, middle of the Midwest, and I grew up um, oldest five younger brothers. Never went to college. Kind of whole high school, I was a solid CD student. Um, kind of messed around, um, made a few bad decisions, um, got smacked in my face, and then um, eventually um, insurance fell into my lap. I joined a captive company um, when I first joined insurance. I was with them for about Six years, I was with them for about six months during COVID, and I was at a uh, I was at a 30% commission. Um, found out about FFL. I didn't even when I found out about FFL, I didn't even think it was real to be at over 100% commission. Um, started doing my research, you know, talking to different people. Um, eventually, I moved to Chicago. I joined FFL. That was two years ago now, and a um, little bit of a learning curve at first, just like anybody else. Um, wasn't used to the phones. Um, but, you know, put in the work, fell on my face, got humbled, worked really hard, and here I am two years later. Well, I mean, here you are is an understatement. <laughs> David <laughs> was storming through 2022. Uh, what were some of the things you were learning as you were, as you were saying you were getting humbled? What were some of the things you were learning? Man, just, um, you know, just that I really don't know anything. I was just... Penny, I thought I worked hard, but I really didn't know what hard work looked like until I joined FFL. I definitely learned how to work hard. Um, I learned about consistency, and consistency is everything. You know, I'd kind of make a sale, and I'd kind of slack off, and then go back to work. And um, I learned to keep that momentum. Um, but ultimately, I, you know, I really learned what it was like to have a servant's heart and to truly help and serve others and have their best interests in mind is because I didn't really I didn't really have that when I first started and that's part of the reason why I was struggling is just because basically I was in there to make a sale versus serve that family. Well that's huge and that's gotta always can be a guiding mark in turning a career into something successful, obviously backed by work ethic. Um talk to us a little about your mindset. Do you have a yearly mindset? Do you have a monthly mindset? Do you have a weekly mindset? Do you have a daily mindset? Or do you have all of the above? How do you how do you flow to get to your goals? All of the above. So every morning, um, you know, I'm on my I'm on my rooftop and reading my Bible, you know, writing down my goals. So yes, I've got, you know I I don't call them goals, but I've got tasks I've got to hit that day, um, things that need to get done. Uh, I've got things I want to accomplish for the week. Um, then, of course, you know, there's things I want to do for the year, and I've got yearly goals, and every year I evaluate, you know, kind of look at my current situation, 
you know, where I came from, where I want to do, what I want to do with this next year. Um, so, yeah, I'm big on goals. I believe that's important. And I um, I visit that almost every morning. Love it. So a micro approach to macro goals daily and trying to accomplish and eclipse things that you have on your list, if you will, and move that, move that needle along daily, yes? Yes, 100%. Nice. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, your approach to, you know, sales. You know, we're obviously it's high contact, trying to, trying to help as many families as possible. You can't do what you're, you're doing without, you know, having an approach to it and a, a rhythm and a system to it. So what are some of the things you do to set yourself up? or success you're having week in and week out? Well, number one, like what I talked about at the beginning of the call, Mark, is having a set structured schedule. So every day before I go to bed, I know exactly what I'm doing that day, you know, every hour down to every minute. I have my entire day mapped out. Um, that's huge. And then but ultimately, in order to help enough families, it all starts on the phones. And so I'm very, very adamant about the phones. Um, I run about 10 appointments a day and I make sure so, and that's the number, number, number one thing is I make sure before I leave the office Mondays and Thursdays that I've got 20 appointments set up for the next two days and I'm running 40 to 45 a week. So first of all, it's stacking, stacking the numbers in my favor. Secondly is just being intentional with my time. And when I'm out in the field, you know, I'm not out in the field, the lollygag or you know, kind of roll up to a few appointments and go in and make friends. And, you know, I'm, I'm out there to help families and I'm very efficient with my time and I'm very t- intentional. You know, I don't, I pack my food. I don't stop for food. It takes a long time. I'm um, trying to like figure out where you want to go, what you want to eat. Chances are you're probably not eating something healthy. So you got to even drive even farther to find something healthy, wait in line. It's just a waste of time. So I pack my food. I'm very efficient. You know, stop at gas station, warm up my food, gas up quick. And that's really the only time I stop when I'm in the field. Other than that, I'm from appointment to appointment to appointment to appointment. And my goal is I don't like white space in my calendar. And like I said, when I'm out in the field, I'm there to help families and make money. And so I'm I, my schedule is literally so full that I don't have any time to procrastinate or have any white space. And to the point where I almost like to overbook because worst case scenario, I don't make it to that family. I either reschedule or I show up a bit late. I love it. The mindset. I mean, even all the way down to the way you pick your food. Like, I think this is big stuff. It's, this is winning. These are winning mindsets, winning habits. Anyone who's doing this is winning. Meaning, like, you, you, no white space. You know, not thinking about lunch. You know, I heard you know um, a very big successful pastor once say he doesn't like get menus for lunch and try to order off a menu. Mm. He has two or three options that his, his, his assistant will pick for him, and those are already approved, meaning I don't have time to order lunch because, you know, like you said, it takes time. Like, and although this seems like, what is he talking about? This is everything. Because if you're doing this with, with, with this one small segment, which really covers a lot, it covers your body, it covers your mental, it covers your health, mm-hmm. it covers your time, it covers your mindset. Like you, and, and just by making that decision, look at all the things you're 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 covering. You know, so that's so important, man. And I, I think it can't be 
overstated that 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 you make a decision to to not leave food to chance, which I don't know how many times that's wrecked me. <laughs> so I appreciate right. that in more ways than one because it has multiple components to it. So when you think about leaving, how many you know, 40, 45 appointments a week, how many leads are you typically, you know, do you need for a week? What type of lead are you typically working and what are you typically spending a week in leads? So I'm booking 45 appointments a week. Um, I was 45. I'm obviously not sitting all those. Um, so if I've got 10 appointments on the books for a day, you know, I'll probably set half of them. The other half either no showed me, had to reschedule because something came up, or they porched me. Um, so typically on average, I'm sitting about five. And then out of those five I'm sitting, I'm closing about three to four of those. Um, in terms of lead, I just get my hands on all the leads I can, especially when I'm running in the local area because I don't like drive time. So, you know, I'm working – um, mortgage protection, fresh, age mortgage protection. I'm working, you know, leads from the CRM. I like the one-month internet leads, and I'm also working, uh, you know, very um, different internet leads that you know I got from other vendors, depending on the depending on what I can get. So the goal there is really to have a wide variety of leads, and then on top of that, uh, my week my week spend is right now. Um, I trimmed it back a bit, so I'm doing about 25. So about 2,500 a week, and I'm writing 40 to 60 grand a month on that. Um, but when I was, you know, writing 80 to 100, when I had 80 to 100 grand months, I was spending 35 grand a week on leads, or 3,500, excuse me, 3,500 a week on leads. So it's just, you know, whatever you're scaling, you're seeing that, and the amount of families you're helping per week, yes? Yes, correct. That's crazy. And you have an algorithm to it, like you know, somewhere between 2,500. And 3,500, you're going to help anywhere between 60 to 100 families a month. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, sir. That's insane. What is your goal every month? So last year, my goal was a bit different. You know, the minimum I wanted to hit was 60. Um, I was always shooting for 80, um, then a couple times it hit 100. But my goal last year, personal-wise, was bare minimum. Um, and a bad month was 60. My goal this year, because I'm putting more focus into building a team, you know, helping my agents and making sure they're becoming successful, um, minimum for me you know, this year is 40 a month, which is why I trim the lead spend down as well. Preferably like to write 50 a month. Nice. When you're, you know, obviously setting yourself up for this type of success, how many leads does that typically get you? Oh, man, that's a good question. Mark, I don't, really, I don't count leads. I count spend. Got it. But if I had to guess, I would say probably about about 300 on a weekly basis, give or take. Wow. And give me your mix again. So I'm doing mortgage protection um, between fresh and aged. And then I'm buying, and then when I need to supplement, I'm buying just cheap internet leads, especially when there's a discount. Okay, great. So that is just, you know, very duplicatable, not, not hard to comprehend. So do you have a certain way that you approach certain leads or do you approach them all the same phone script wise? Um, I mean, it depends. You know, I've got different ways I approach them. You know, like age an age mortgage lead, you know, I approach them like very concerned. Um, I'm the supervisor. Um, I'm following up to, you know, was anybody able to, to get out there or did you guys get declined? I'm just trying to figure out why your file is still pending. Um, internet leads them a lot 
and quicker on the phones with. I'm more on and off. Um, mortgage protection, I tie it down a bit more you know, make sure they are, are home because they tend to be a bit busier. And the fresh leads, you know, I'm just um, even more assumptive. I'm super assumptive, pretty laid back. You know, hey, you just mailed this into my office, getting back to you. I'm the underwriter, underwriter that's been assigned to your case. Yeah, I mean, that's straightforward. Um, very, um, you know, people can relate. And, and it's like, for the new agents listening, it's like, hey, don't overcomplicate. Like, don't make this something more than what it is, you know. Um, can you speak to that a little bit, you know, not making this more than what it is for newer agents? Yeah, exactly, because I think as a tendency, and I had this problem as well when I first started, is that it's some, it's such a simple business. We tend to psych ourselves out and overthink it and convince ourselves that, that it's harder than it really is. And it's simple, but it's not easy. And I think people confuse simple with easy. It's very simple, but you do have to work hard. But, you know, there's, I mean, Mark, you're, you know, you know, there's a ton of good phone scripts. There's a lot of good phone scripts. There's a lot of good in-home scripts. But really, what really matters is your energy and your posture and your tonality. You know, it doesn't matter exactly what you say. It's how you're saying it is the biggest thing. And that's what I that's what I'm really big on. That's what I work on with my guys. It's like you can say anything, you know, but it's just that what matters is how how you're saying it. You can say everything perfectly, but if you say it wrong, it doesn't matter. You know, Sean Sean's phone script was. He called him up. He's like, hey, I'm coming over. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> and that was a phone script. <laughs> and it worked. So as long as, as long as you're confident, you're assumptive, you're the doctor, that's the most important piece. That's amazing. Um, so no doubt. So you're, you're out there. You're in the field, right? Or you're, or you're doing telehybrid. What do you got going So last year I was all in person. Um, but this year I'm doing 50% telesales. 6% in person. So I'm doing a hybrid. How are you making that transition, Jonah? What are some things, what's tangible for someone who's at that stage? Maybe they're not selling what you're selling, but they're like, look, I want to go, you know, I understand face-to-face and I, I, I need to touch and feel and see the clients, but, you know, this virtual thing makes sense. You know, I don't have to drive. I can, you know, stay stationary and dial all day and, 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 you know, so how are you making that transition? Yeah. So, well, so telesales starting out was, um, it was a humbling experience for me. And just because, you know, that's, you're not sitting at their kitchen table, you know, it's, they can't, when you're in their home, they can't hang up on you. Um, so I noticed I had to be, and especially, you know, we've all had those appointments where you show up, they're like, Oh, Hey, we forgot you were coming over, but come in. You know, versus on the phone, if they forget about it, they're just not going to answer the phone. Um, so for me, one thing I had to switch was really, really tying it down um, and letting them know, you know, hey, guys, any reason you wouldn't be able to do this. Um, another thing I did, which was really helped, is because I would always have them write everything down regardless. But I, on the phones, now I have them pull up your, their, their calendar and their schedule. So I ask them, hey, how do you keep track of your appointments? And then I'll wait. They're like, oh, I remember them. Okay, I'm like, got it. So how else do you keep track of your appointments other than remembering them? Oh, I, I put it in my Google Calendar on my phone. Okay, got it. Um, let me know when you got your Google Calendar pulled up. And I wait. They pull up their calendar. They put all my information in there on their Google Calendar. Um, another thing I tell them is, you know, I let them, obviously let them know I'm busy. You know, I got 10 families to see tomorrow. Um, and I'm also telling them, I'm like, hey, guys, so any reason 
you guys would not be available to get this taken care of around 6 o'clock tomorrow. Any reason you can think of? No? Okay, got it. Because, God forbid, if something did happen, um, you know, obviously I'm saying yes to you guys, and we are very short staff, so that means I'm saying no to another family that does need my help. And just really letting them know, like, hey, you know, this is important. You know, I'm busy. We're short-staffed. And, you know, I'm, I'm, going, I'm coming out of my way to help and serve you with this versus the other way around. I love it, man. And, you know, your show ratio, what has what that, that done for your show ratio to people that actually show up? Oh, man. So in person, it's 50%. And over the phones, last week it was 40 But this week, I'm looking at – I actually got my schedule pulled up in front of me. And this week, it's been right around 50%, which is good. That's what I always shoot for. I know, right? So it's like, hey, let's book 45. I'll set the 23. I'm winning. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. What made you say 50%? What made you either say that or how did you work your way into that algorithm? Um, Just because it's – I figured – I don't know. It's that's a good question. I always figured that from the beginning, um, even when I was booking appointments. And on to be honest with you, Mark, a lot of times in person, my show ratio would be higher than 50. Um, but sometimes I'm running behind just because I book so many appointments. So most of the time, if they know show me in person, that's my fault. Um, but over the phone, I'm able to make it on time to almost all of them. Um, but obviously, you, know, you can't. You can't. It's not while helping them over the phone isn't the same as in person. So just really, really tying it down hard and making sure they're home. And I figured um, I made a couple tweaks because before, like the first week I started, my show ratio was like 10, 15%, which is awful. And I was frustrated. So I implemented a couple tweaks, really tied it down. I also shoot them a text 30 minutes before, hey, friendly reminder of our appointment in 30 minutes, da-da-da. So that helps as well. So it's those little, it's those little tweaks, those little one percent things make a big difference. Isn't that crazy? You know, you start to refine it, and you know, getting it to where you want it to be. Um, but even still, fifty percent. Man, look, I fifty percent show. I'm good. I think that's what for people that. to hear. You know, like if I get fifty percent of people to show, I'm going to do very well in this business. That's that's nuts, but but Jonah, that's how I would explain it to agents. Makes sense. I'm 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 only fifty percent. I see, you know, and there's some rock stars out there that are uh, doing you know seventy, eighty, ninety. I, I do fifty, and I'm winning with the activity, right? And what's crazy? Yeah, if I showed you my numbers, I don't have the highest sit ratio. I don't even have the highest close ratio. I always I just stack the deck in my favor, and I figure it's yeah. a numbers game. So I always just overbook, and I plan for that. <laughs> like like these guys even in the office, like there's guys in my office that have a way higher closing ratio than me, but I wrote more than them because I simply outworked them and I booked more appointments. And I tell every agent that if you can just book 30 appointments a week, 30 40 appointments a week, all your problems will go away. The reason you're struggling is you're not booking enough appointments. <laughs> That was the most simplest concept in the world for me. I'm very similar to what you're saying. Like, I stacked the deck. I used to say I stacked the deck so high in my favor that I can't lose. Now, that's – I did that in recruiting. I did that in selling. I did that – I mean, this is just – that's why I love this business so much because you don't, you don't need innate talent. 
You don't. There's no, you know what I mean? There's guys, you said, are talent, more talented than you, that are way more talented than you. But you're working, you run 40 appointments a week. Good luck. Good luck. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? (laughs) All a numbers game. All a numbers game. That's all it is. You know? So it's just amazing. And when you get in the home, what are some things that you're doing to secure that families are making the right decision to protect their families and work with you as their agent? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, so when I show up to the home, um, I, I park my car. I don't waste time in the car right up to the door. You know, hey, it's Jonah here for the underwriter for the life insurance or underwriter for the mortgage protection. Hey, shoes on or off. Got it. All right. And then I'm going straight to the kitchen table. Uh, couch is not preferred. We're sitting at a table. Hey, got some stuff I got to set up for you guys. Boom, at the table. I'll build, I'm not big on rapport. You know, I'll build two minutes of rapport max, and then I'm right into it. And I'm like, and then I, I think the biggest thing that's helped me is just having a strong opening and, you know, just really sh- having a strong structure to the appointment because how you set up your appointment is how you end your appointment. So if you set it strong, let them know what's going to happen, overcome their objections beforehand, then you're going to have no problem at the end closing the appointment. So setting up objections before they happen. Can you give us an example of what that would sound like if you're if you're trying to trying to set things up to get it to roll for you? Yeah, for sure. So um, so when I'm when I'm in the in home, do you just want me to go through my whole intro? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, awesome. So you know, so when I'm in the home, I'm like, hey guys, um, I know it's your Saturday, so I'll be respectful of your time. I'll get right into it. First things first. Obviously, here is my state license. So as you guys can see, not only licensed by the state of Illinois but also by the Department of Insurance to be here, go over this with you guys. Um, so have you guys, my favorite question to ask is, have you guys been through this process before? Okay, they might tell you yes, no, whatever it is. I'm like, got it, okay. So, and what I love, especially with mortgage protection, because one thing I like to tell them is, I'm like, so how mortgage protection works is, unlike life insurance, where it's open enrollment, they only send me out here once, and it's my job as a state licensed medical underwriter to navigate it through, you know, 25 of the top A-rated insurance companies available in Illinois. Once we figure out the best and most affordable option for you guys, we either have to submit a request for coverage or decline the coverage today. So once we get to the end, if I can get a yes or no answer from you guys, that would be perfect. Does that sound fair? And just letting them know, because what's the biggest objection we always get? Oh, I need to think about it. I need to think about it. And it was my biggest frustration because I was sitting at home for an hour and I'd pour my heart and my soul into an appointment, get to the end. Oh, we love you, Jonah. We're for sure going to get the insurance, but, you know, we, we just got to think about it. You know, we didn't we have to sign up today, do we? Yeah. You know, so, and you, we all know how that goes. So just letting them know right from the beginning, like, hey, guys, I don't do anything to think about it. Also letting them know, hey, guys, we're going to shop around. You know, I don't work for just one company. And, you know, letting them know that, you know, just trying to take the sales out of it. You know, letting them know you're an underwriter, um, you're not a captive agent, you're going to figure something out for their situation. I always let them know we're going to figure something out affordable. Um, One thing I got from Rob Richmond, which I love, I sit in every home. I'm like, hey, guys, my goal here is to solve the maximum or just to solve the maximum amount of your needs with the least amount of insurance possible. And when you say that, it really, every time I've said it, it always relaxes them down and just lets them know, like, okay, so this guy's not going to try to upsell me. He's not going to sell me some crazy product. He's generally just trying to put protection in place 
for my family. Yeah, and that definitely takes the air out of the conversation, allows you to have more success. Um, listen, man, a very duplicatable process, everybody. Not a lot of complications. The one thing I'll ask you, John, is um, when you're doing telesales, are you booking appointments? Are you doing one-call closes? How does that work? So internet leads, I'm one-call closing. Mortgage protection, I'm booking appointments for. Got it. So how do you set up your day? What what days do you call, do you telesale? What days are you doing your telesales? And how do you set up those days? So my telesales, I'm doing – well, I do tele, I'll sprinkle telesales in dial days. So I'll be doing both. So um, I'm doing like – I'll do like a couple on Mondays and Thursdays. I'll have a few in, in between dials and helping agents. Um, but my main telesale days are Tuesdays and Fridays. And then Wednesdays and Saturdays, I'm in the field. Wednesdays and Saturdays. Why did you skip? Why did you break out like that? What were your thoughts? Um, because people are more likely to no-show you or forget about an appointment um, over the phone. So I'm only booking those a day out. And then my in-person appointments are two days out. So if they forget about right. it, no worries, I'm already at your house. Makes sense. Totally. Dude, I love your strategy. Love your process. Love everything you shared with us today. Um, There's no wonder you're doing the numbers you're doing. And uh, I see, you know, you may have to take what you're doing and train a bunch of agents and get them selling and doing what they need to do as well. So thank you for sharing with us, Jonah. I really appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Anytime. Appreciate having me on, Mark. All right, everybody. Jumpstart Podcast, Jonah Lewis. Thanks for listening. God bless. Thanks, Joe. All right. Thanks, guys.